What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. This is episode 48. My name is Brian Vosper. I'm the host. In this episode, I am going to recap UFC 293. This was Strickland versus Adesanya. Still, everyone, I imagine, is crazy just like <laughs> how that card ended. Sean Strickland is the is the champ now. That's just... It is wild. I'm gonna get get into that, and what's even crazier, he almost got it done in round one with a KO. Everyone was riding off Sean. Let's be honest, the smart bet was probably go with Izzy. Um, this is one of those top five, top five upsets, you know. Um, I'll get into that. Um, some of the historic upsets we've seen, but man, this was this was crazy to see. I was rooting for for Sean, and man, it was crazy to see him see him get it done so i'll talk a little bit talk about that we're gonna go up and down this card and then um also i'm gonna go into some other things as well um you know during this card um i might give a little bit of background of of sean strickland one thing i kind of noticed um that i kind of wanted to bring up is his record um about how if you look at his record it's interesting so sean actually uh for those who don't know got in a motorcycle accident um, December 2018. If you pull up his record, um, there's a little bit of a gap in between fights. Um, so if you look at like right after the Nordine Taleb fight, this is October 27, 2018, gets in the accident in December. His next fight is the Jack Marshman fight, which is October 31st, 2020. So it's about two years later, takes time off. What's even crazier, for those who don't know, with that fight, if you go back and watch the clip of the Jack Marshman fight, this is actually after the motorcycle accident is kind of when Sean started becoming probably more more unfiltered and crazy. Um, And if you go back and watch the Jack Marshman fight, that is the fight that he was piecing up Jack Marshman all three rounds the last 30 seconds of the fight he goes he says like come on jack come on jack i'll give you a chance to win he's basically talking to him yelling at him come on jack putting his hands down getting in his face if you compare what happened to the saturday he did that same exact thing to izzy in a title fight so to see everything go full circle there that's just wild to see that um, motorcycle accident, career resurgence starts 185, Jack Marshman fight. He basically goes, in my opinion, his only loss at 185 is the Pereira fight. Um, his only loss, I, in my opinion, I'm on the side that I feel like the Cannoneer fight, he won that. I feel like the judges got it wrong. And so his other three losses, they are at 170. So when this guy has this career surge, resurgence after the motorcycle accident, 185 forward, just became Terminator, went all the way. Um, I think Pereira style is is really built. Um, it, it's like for someone that like you know keeps their hands down, um, Pereira is just freaking just nuclear option, but. It also showed, you know, Sean's humility in a way. Um, you know, even after he won, he was super class act. The post-fight presser, it was fun to kind of see some of that stuff, the character come out. Some of the stuff he said was kind of a, 
a little dark, if I'm not going to lie. There was uh, one point in the post-fight presser where he talks about, um, you know, talks about, brings up his past again, child abuse, um, as the alcoholic father, and basically throws a joke saying, thanks, Dad, for helping me get this way. Kind of like, it's like, but it was like kind of dark, <laughs> being honest. But, um, but yeah, it was kind of, it's interesting just seeing, like, I don't know. If just pull up that record and kind of look at kind of the pattern there. What happened? He became a different fighter, in my opinion, after that motorcycle accident and change in that weight class. Um, you know, I'll even just dive into the fight. You know, I'll start. I'll start with this also, and just kind of, you know, my opinions on the fight. Um, and I, I've brought this up in past episodes too. I think the one thing that I was thinking that going into this a lot was the Gastelum fight that. Izzy tends to struggle when you don't let him get his leg kicks off. If you look at Pereira, Izzy won in the UFC. Pereira messed up Izzy's legs, so he neutralized that threat. Izzy was not used to that. Granted, he did good. He was he was actually going to win up until the point he ended up getting caught, but it really started where his leg buckled. Um and then that set up the KO sequence for Pereira. He almost did it in the second fight as well. Izzy's leg also in the second fight. His leg buckled, but he hadn't landed the freaking ultra left hook yet. So Izzy wasn't super wobbled. His leg was toast, but Izzy was able to, you know, play possum and he was able to counter counter Pereira. But if you look at kind of those two fights, Pereira was able to, you know, have success, like, you know, with kind of neutralize Izzy's leg kicks. I think Pereira, tra- he didn't train in the camp for this fight with Sean, but weeks before, um, I want to say around the Abus fight, he was training with Pereira. And in my opinion, I think that's where he probably got some of these tips. Like, hey, if you get up to Izzy, I'm, he probably traded some tips with him. Like, hey. Let me help you with your leg kick defense. If you get up there, this is what you're gonna you're you're gonna need this against that guy. Um, and so because if you look at like Sean's defense in this fight, it was perfect. Like it was perfect. His striking also, like a lot of people were saying, like there's even some memes out there. You know, you got Sean Mayweather out there showed up. I think one of the funniest the funniest tweets I saw was like. Um, it was like shot because, you know, during this card you had two, oh man, there were two fighters, um, after their fight, I'll get into this too, drop the, drop the F-bomb, um, and basically, and basically the tweet was like, these two, these two guys dropped the, dropped those insults while Sean was in the back training, and that that fired him up to the point that he came up came out as Prime Mayweather. It wasn't even fair for Izzy. <laughs> so, and then there's also the pictures like showing you know Mayweather stance and Sean's stance, and it's like in some sequences it looks identical. It's like oh my gosh. And so, not gonna say he's Floyd Mayweather, but that was. Some of those tweets were hilarious, but man, going back to it, he fought a perfect fight against Izzy, and so I think some of the things he did perfectly were, you know, he was able to neutralize the leg kicks. If you kind of look back at one thing he did really well too, um, he threw a lot of like kind of the the kicks to the body at Izzy, like those front kicks, 
Um, I think that was throwing Izzy off as well. Um, Because basically, like, rather than Izzy being able to be the one that's, like, throwing those leg kicks to kind of, like, figure out the distance, like, he would throw one of those every one, like, a lot to kind of, like, throw Izzy off. Um, And then also, um, yeah, he just kept getting in Izzy's face. And Izzy was not, like, used to that. Like, I think Izzy... this even got called out i think by i'm not sure if it was it was nick sick or the commentators were talking about it how izzy tends to get like people into that kind of snake charmer kind of status where kind of fighters almost get kind of almost a little mesmerized and then that's where izzy literally is able to just like you know leg kick them to oblivion um figures out his range and this is where i will come i want to say i mentioned this in my last episode but contender izzy and champion izzy in my opinion are two very different styles of fighters um izzy as a champion he only has one ko and it's actually against costa and if you look at kind of the rest of the fights they're kind of that similar pattern where he'll he'll say i'm gonna get back to my old style he walks out as the undertaker he does kind of say i'm gonna knock him out i'm gonna tick do a tiktok dance on his grave does a lot of this this type of antics but he's clearly comfortable as champ to you know cruise to a decision in my opinion he was gonna try and kind of do the same thing to sean you know he wasn't you know he was gonna try and you know get those leg kicks off keep going if he can just outpoint him striking obviously if he can land the bomb shot and counter him yeah that's that's what he wanted to do but i have a feeling that's that was the game plan you know just kind of make Sean come to you and you know he's going to be able to just outstrike him and get get his flow state going and mess him up but Sean just fought perfect fight perfect defense was able to throw Izzy off and geez that that shot he landed on Izzy Brown one gosh that was crazy he almost got the round one KO that would have been freaking ridiculous if he got that but regardless it was ridiculous <laughs> anyways but um but yeah that that fight i might as well go into what do i think is next with um you know in the post fight presser dana you know granted this was like 1 a.m um actually i don't know what time it was in australia there um but um it's probably actually the morning or afternoon but um the one thing that dana said he's like i think you go the rematch a lot of people are actually on the side, including DC, and actually a lot of fans are actually not leaning the rematch because if you think about it, um, Izzy, so this was his first title defense attempt back as champ, beats Pereira to get the belt back, so this is, he's resetting, and this is his first title defense back. Sean went to Australia, so he's going into enemy territory to fight the Nigerian New Zealander from China. I'm just kidding. In Australia. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but um, he flies into enemy territory. He beats him 4-1 unanimous. It was not a close fight. Um, almost KOs him round one. I think, in my opinion, you don't go the instant rematch. And what I would do, you start cha- you start mixing up this weight class a little bit. This is what I would do. Izzy has been wanting the Drickus fight for a long time. You know, if he won this, we know who Izzy was going to fight next. Guaranteed. Um, well, actually, 
let me pause there. Most likely it would have been Drickus. It could have been the winner of Caustic Comsa, but it was probably going to be Drickus. Get that one out of the way. So what I think you do here, and Dana kind of doubled down in that post-fight presser talking about how um, he still is not happy that Drickus turned down the title fight. Um, a lot, you know... In my mind, Drigas just wanted more time to prepare. He fought in March, then fought in July. Izzy wanted him in in September, and that's a two-month turnaround. You know, Drigas said he was injured. I'm more on the side that I don't think he was like had like anything broken or anything. I think he just wanted more than two months to repair, which is where it gets kind of risky doing that as a contender if the champ is literally like, hey, I want you next. You're here. You gotta finish. You're not. You're not injured. You just fought that. One. You just KO'd Whitaker. You didn't take much damage. Um, let's go. And then you say no. Drickus is kind of in a risky spot. So what I think goes next? Do that fight anyways. Do it as the first UFC Africa card. Do it as a UFC South Africa. And what I think you could actually do here. You know, there's some. I actually was commenting with some people on TikTok about this and Instagram. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying like, "Well, you know, you'd have to. It would have to be a like you would need. You would want that to be a pay per view. To be a pay per view, you'd need a belt on the line. I mean, if it's UFC Africa, I think like there, it's going to be a huge card regardless. So, I'll, being a little creative on this side, I think one thing you could do is actually do, it sounds weird, doing like a fight night with Izzy, but do a fight night, but put it on like ESPN network, um, or put on, or do it like with a partnership with ABC, get it on like television networks, and then do like the biggest, like do a stacked UFC Africa card, yeah, it's not going to be a pay-per-view, but imagine the social media engagement you would get off of that. Like to do a UFC Africa card and it's just on like television networks. Like is a UFC fight night kind of like what they've done with, you know, with a few of the Holloway's fights, UFC Singapore too. Um I think that could actually be a very smart strategy because, you know, we don't know, honestly, we don't know if Izzy's going to get the belt back. Um so I'd I'd say mix it up. Drickus first Izzy, South Africa. I think that's the next route you go. The, and you know, Izzy hundred percent wants that. If you can give him an Africa card, oh man, I think that that would be just like bomb. But there might be creative ways too if you'd wanted to make a pay per view. Um, but that's just my idea. Um, then what I think you do, winner of Costa Comzat is going to fight Strickland. I think what. Um, is potentially going to happen. Let's say Kamzat wins. Kamzat's going to be crazy on the mic. Um, calling for Strickland. You got Strickland, another crazy guy. That press conference is going to be like, I mean, I think Kamzat's kind of crazy on the mic. I mean, he doesn't talk back and forth a lot, but I mean, both these guys are pretty wild. <laughs> so I think, um, I think it's going to be a fun one. If you if that were to happen, but also if Costa gets it done, 
his star power is also going to go through the roof. And you, then you got the meme man going at Strickland, <laughs> the two, two, tro- the two guys on Twitter battling them, <laughs> just have the huge Twitter presences, just battling it out in real life. You got the meme King and then you got Strickland just saying absolute craziness all the time. Um, that would also be an awesome one. I think that's where you go for Strickland. Then Cannoneer is even in the mix. I think what you do, though, I think for Cannoneer, um, he's already fought Strickland once, and I think Strickland did win that. Technically, he does have the win on paper, but I think Strickland won that. But what I would do is Whitaker Cannoneer 2. Whitaker has a win over Cannoneer. That's what I would do there. So that's kind of like your your top five, um, kind of you know mixing it up, um, and I think that would add a lot more shake up to the division. I think that's a better route to go than just hey let's give Izzy another title shot. Um, I think if the fights if the fight was close, yeah, talk about an instant instant rematch. When it's not close and the guy flew into enemy territory, that's where you know. Kind of even similar if you want to make a comparable Islam versus, you know, Islam versus Oliveira. Yeah, it wasn't, um, Strickland didn't get the finish, but I mean, he did almost KO him round one and then he fought perfect fight and went unanimous 4-1 decision. It was easy win. So yeah, I think it's going to be, um, that, that's the route I would go, um, for the middleweight division going forward. Um, and also, it's going to be kind of interesting because, being honest, like Izzy's kind of in a tricky spot because stylistically, coming up the ladder, um, he's still going to have to deal with some of these guys that can be a hard stylistic matchup. And one thing that's um, like, because they actually, the, the concerning part here is Strickland beat Izzy without even using any wrestling. So now it's shown Izzy can get beaten without grappling you don't have to be a ko artist to beat him um you know and so like a lot of people thought that was going to be the method to beat izzy you know someone with grappling is going to be the guy that truly take him out or someone with the equalizer <laughs> just with like per- Pereira. but um but i don't think many thought you know he was going to get beaten in a striking battle by Str- by strickland which is what happened. So now it's getting more concerning for Izzy um, because now that can be done, but then you also have these a lot of really good grapplers coming up the ranking that can also crack. Um, so it's going to be interesting seeing what happens for the future for Izzy. Um, but yeah, you know, I took just kind of, I just started at the top there, <laughs> really going with my opinions on that. Um but then let's let's just go from the card. I'll just go through the card real quick from bottom to top. Um, you know, Miranda, um, he missed weight by about four pounds, but he got the quick submission. Um, Radke versus Blood Diamond. I think Blood Diamond, you got to get out of the UFC. Good gosh, man. Like, that guy definitely has some Izzy, Izzy privilege. That's why he's in the UFC. <laughs> but dang, <laughs> that was just, man, I don't know. But um, Radke afterwards was one of the guys that dropped the the f bomb. So it's like, oh man, yikes! Quinones versus Hackparas. That was the fight. My picks kind of sucked here. Besides the main event, I had Strickland. But uh, well, some of my picks. I'll be to be fair. Some of my picks actually did play out. Volkov played out. Um, Tafa by KO played out. Ulberg played out. Did not have it on my bingo card. 
him to win by submission. I think that, that yeah, that was crazy. He got literally last second submission. I'm I'm pissed about that because one of my friends literally had um Oberg by decision and literally I was texting him and I was like, Oh dang man, that's awesome. And then that's when they were freaking overturning it to like go back and look at the replay. So some brutal crap. Sorry, sorry, bud, if you're listening to this and I'm making you relive that memory. But uh, yeah, that was just, that was some bull crap. They should have just, dang it, Herb Dean. Should have just gone by. They should have misplaced. I feel like they should just pay out both decision and submission if they're doing some bull crap like that last minute. But um, yeah, going up here. Um, Macdessey versus Malarkey. Um, that was a good one. Um, Jenkins versus Mariscal. Yeah, this one was... Oh, man. Jenkins got kind of messed up. I mean, um, Mariscal, with the way he threw him, was able to, you know, make it so he kind of positioned his arm so it led to a dislocated elbow. But, jeez, that was brutal. Um, Olberg versus Jung. Um... I was kind of getting some glimpses, no joke. Um, I was watching this one with no no audio. Um, I was doing something at the same time. But um, as I was watching this one, um, I was like, um, round three, it looked like Olberg was slowing down a little bit. I was like, oh, man, we might be getting some glimpses of the Nchukwi fight, um, how he went off you know, in the very beginning. He had a lot of success round one. He even did good round two, but then started slowing down, and it led to some bad stuff. Um, and so, and then he he got KO'd in that fight. But yeah, he was able to you know capitalize, um, and then yeah, he was able to get a submission on June. Um, Turkolaj, the um, the pleasure man, got freaking obliterated by Pedro. Note to Turkolaj: Don't talk about Pedro's wife. <laughs> yeah, definitely got some freaking karma for that. Um, then you got um, Taffa versus Lane. Taffa giving Lane some payback also for the eye poke. Got like brutal KO. Cop versus Dos Santos. This fight was awesome. Cop versus Dos Santos. Dos Santos, I think, is going to be one of these guys. You give him a full camp. This kid's going to be dangerous. He was undefeated going to this, and he gave him a He took this on two weeks' notice. He gave him an L cop a lot of trouble. Um, even though he lost, I think this kid's ready to go. That He took a top 10 on two weeks' notice, and he gave him a really hard fight. It was tough. Um, and so I think if you give this kid a full camp, in my opinion, he probably would have won He's because he would have been able to game plan a lot more for cop. Um, but I think one the thing after this fight, you know, it was kind of not going to lie. Um, cop... In the post-fight presser, it was, I mean, kind of he kind of left the, I feel like in the end of it, he left kind of people speechless a little bit. It was kind of a little cold, like a, like, dang, dang moment. Um, because what happened is um, he brought up about how um, in the pre-fight presser, when, you know, when Izzy was standing up for Kai Car France, he was telling him to sit down, worry about himself and stuff. Um, basically, um cop brought back he's like karma's a b you know he was worried about me i was telling him to sit down worry about himself worry about who he's fighting and look what happened he wasn't paying attention he wasn't focused and look what happened and then he said we went two zero um and then cop you know i think 
Kaikara France was kind of, uh, I don't know, he just kind of, Kaikara France is a little bit annoying right now, to be honest. Um, I just feel like it's just weird. Like, he pulled out two weeks ago, and then he's just kind of acting kind of like this tough guy, being honest. Um, we're doing the middle finger. He sat front row with the presser. Um, then he's doing like the tough guy, the, the Maori kind of like pose. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of, cop wants that one next. So I think that is something you could do. Um, but I mean, a little concerning though, man, because Kaigar France has some, had some fights he's pulled out of and stuff. And so I don't, I don't know. I feel like could be kind of, I mean, if I were in cop shoes, the guy pulled out two weeks before and then Kaikar France posted about how he wants UFC Auckland um, with Dana. Like he posted something like a picture with Dana for that kind of advertising that. Um, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't accept a fight <laughs> there um, against Kaikar France. Um, just like, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of, with how he pulled out two weeks for, I mean, but also catapults you up at the rankings. So I see both sides, but, um, yeah, both that fight has a lot of, a lot of hype built behind it. So I think it makes sense. Go for it. That's just the only concern. What I was kind of getting out there, that's the only kind of concerning thing, you know, like someone pulled out two weeks before they're supposed to fight and then you're going to fight them again. There's probably the back of your mind. You're like, crap, this guy better not do that again. But then even in the, um, when he was talking, calling out Kai Car France again, he even mentioned like, and if you pull out again, I'm going to show up to your gym and then, and then fight you there. Um, and so, and then he was the guy that dropped the second F bomb. So jeez. Um, but going into the co-main, you got Tui Vasa versus Volkov. Man, uh, this kind of went how I kind of was predicting. Um, I felt like if, um, but also to be fair, Tui Vasa did really well with the leg kicks. He actually was causing, um, at least it seemed he was causing Volkov some problem. That leg was swelling up a lot. Um, but I had a feeling Volkov was going to be a lot more technical of a fighter. Um, he was able to, you know, just land the cleaner shots, eventually get to the ground. And I didn't know, actually, that Volkov had relocated to Vegas full-time. And he's been, you know, to basically work more on his grappling and stuff. And so he's out there. And, um, yeah, he was able to pull off an Ezekiel choke out there or in the, out for this card. And so, dang, he um, gave a shout-out to Alexi Olenek. Um, who's got like seven trillion submissions and that's his go-to move. Um, but yeah, that was, um, tough, tough rap for Tui Vasa, but, um, yeah, that Volkov got it done. It's gonna be interesting. Next fight you want to do there. And then I pretty much already talked about the, the main event with Adesanya Strickland, um, going into some other stuff we saw, um, with this, um, Oh, or Aljamain Sterling posted his phone during the card about how uh, Sugar 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 Sean rematch, <laughs> and basically Sean posted the same posted with his phone and said no <laughs> on Twitter, and then Cheeto posted his phone saying I'm next, or I don't know if it was with question mark or something. You go back and look, but it was kind of funny. And then so I think signs are pointing. You're going to get Cheeto Vera versus O'Malley too. 
going into December. I think that's where things are pointed to. And then going with the the trilogy of champs that people have, um, the meme, kind of the meme thing that people have been posting um, from the get-go. It's um, the three belt holders, O'Malley, Colby Covington, Sean Strickland, <laughs> um, that the universe would explode if that happens. Imagine a press conference with all three of them, with even just Colby and Strickland on the same presser. Oh my, good gosh! You, you let that happen, that's gonna get crazy. But um, but we're at two for three now. Um, the um, I think Colby's gonna get it done. I, that fight should get announced soon. I mean, it should be the co-main. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it should be the co-main for MSG, but. We'll see if that's true. What's happening with John Jones is really being vocal about possibly not wanting Colby on that card with him, but um, kind of steal the shine away if it's his retirement fight. But um, but yeah, it's gonna be. Um, I think that is where you should put it. Um, I think Colby would get it done. That's just where I'm leaning. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of what I got for this episode, guys. If you guys want to go check out um, what I've posted on TikTok. Uh, UFC State of the Union um, posted probably like three super funny clips. Um, one was a gave well, I posted like one for kind of the origins of the Chinaman. If not many people know that where that came from, as a one of the clips from Izzy's kickboxing career back in the day. Got one with <laughs> got um a little. I didn't make this one. It was with uh, Trump in there, and, and then also you had another one. I also credit the guy that did this, did this but it was um oh man, the sound bite. You just gotta go see it. Just the sound bite on it is just ridiculous. Star Spangled Banner. It's the um um freaking the KO the first round sequence of the almost KO by Sean. So yeah, that's what that's what I got for this episode, guys. Um. Hopefully we see some more cool announcements this week. Um, keep going along. I think we're going to see some. I think we are going to see some some cool things in the sport come up here. Some more banger cards announced. But thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you have a great week. See ya.